The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. On this episode of the Nonprofit Happy Hour, we're shifting our focus outside of Portland. Our guest is the development director of the Painted Skies Center for the Arts in Canyon City, Oregon. Phil Bussey, it's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, and this summer we are doing some exploring outside of Portland, uh, and today we are zooming into Canyon City, which is out east near John Day. Uh, Allison Field is Development Director of the Painted Sky Center for the Arts. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Hey, let's start with just uh, describe the area. I mean, you guys are a three-hour drive from Boise, a three-hour from Bend, uh, that yeah, is what they we, call some, the middle of nowhere, but it's somewhere to you. It's somewhere to us. It is in the middle of nowhere to, to a lot of people. It's a beautiful rural area. Um, most people that drive out to Eastern Oregon are surprised by the mountains. We have the Starbury Mountains right here um, and the John Day River going right through us. But we are, like you said, in between Boise and Bend. We're a county of 7,100 people approximately and one stoplight in total. So, <laughs> so if you want to know what- 7,100 people in the whole county. Exactly, yeah. So lots of space, not very many people. Yeah, uh, lots of space and and that that's provides some opportunities and probably provides some challenges. I want to just keep going. Uh, what's the building that you guys work out of? Can you describe that a bit? I mean, can you describe- Yeah, right now, so Painted Sky, we um, we started in uh, 2018, so we're fairly young, um, and we were under Juniper Arts Council, which is another nonprofit as a project to, to start until we got our own 501c3 this spring. So Canyon City, right next to John Day, it's almost the same town. And uh, so that's where we're physically located and we're actually in two different buildings. Uh, one hosts some office space with um, uh, the youth programming uh, areas in there, and then the other building hosts ceramics, and uh, which actually just started this spring, and leatherworking. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to get to some of the choices that you guys make, because leatherworking seems like it, it has a natural uh, reason for, for, for being there, that there might be some natural interest. Um, but I want to um, I want to go a little bit more into just a general question about so 7,100 people. Uh, why why do the arts matter there? What or, or or let's go back. You guys started four years ago. Um, what was the inspiration? Well, so Kim Grandless, uh, she's a professional artist, and she she and her husband own a um, Doug's Motor down and and John Day also. So she had an idea, just started with an idea of a space to get together with um, local artists and uh, actually called me on the phone. I was working in economic development at the time and uh, said she wants to bring some people together. 
and uh, to get this started in an art center. And people came out of the woodwork. We have a lot of artists out here, people who actually probably don't consider themselves artists. They have a hobby, but they're amazing artists, uh, many professional artists actually. And so it, the Painted Sky started just with an idea of coming together. We have never had an art center here before. And so this was a first and a, uh, an actual place for people to come. And it just kind of has grown exponentially since then. And it's been amazing to watch. Um, I'm an artist myself, I paint, and I thought I liked painting alone until I painted Sky Opened and um, there was studio space and I came down and I was like, wow, I actually have taken classes. I've enjoyed painting with other people and has created this community that um, has never existed before and is actually transforming a lot of people's lives. And, and I just wanted, so is this about, is this for adults? Is this for kids? Is this all the above? All of the above. So we, so in our community too, just to kind of note, so we are frontier, uh, you know, very rural, limited resources, just like you said, but also um, we have very underserved populations here in terms of uh, poverty at risk youth. And so we do offer a lot of, so we offer during the year arts after school programming. And then in the summer, we do uh, summer youth programming. And that also has expanded this year into uh, teenagers. And then uh, classes and workshops are open to both youth and adults. And so um, we're really serving a very diverse uh, spectrum of the population. Yeah. And, and, and let, let's, let's talk about that just a little bit more. What what are the schools like in terms of art programming? I mean, that that's that's always, you know, often the first to be cut from yes. from, from school districts. Uh, where where do you guys stand? So um, per, there's there's several different school districts here, and they do have art programs. Um, they, you know, uh, I'm not in the school system, so I'm not. Um, privy to all the information. My husband actually used to teach <laughs> in one of the school uh, school districts here, um, high school. He actually taught K through 12 art. So they do have classes and they do have some exposure to it. Um, but there was nothing in terms of after school besides sports for the kids to do. So now um, we are able to offer um, with our different um, grants and funding that we've received some more programming and um, which has been really important. And now um, with, with that, we've been able to offer some of the um, scholarships. And this summer we received a large grant uh, and able to um, offer youth programming for free. And, and, and um, you started to answer this at least for, for yourself and, and maybe some more of the adults, that idea of uh, having a center helps create some of the community. Um, let's just keep, the focus on on kids for a little bit, um, and you did start to answer this about who you're serving some some of the at risk kids. But but why does the arts matter? Why does and and particularly why does it matter there? Why does it matter out in Canyon City and John Day? Is there is there a particular um, purpose that it serves for these kids? Do you feel? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's just for as an outlet um, for uh, youth to have. I mean, they're like we do lack a lot of amenities. Um, we don't have a pool right now, and so there's just kind of you know, unless you go out outdoors, there's not always um, a lot to do here. And so uh, to offer this outlet in some expressive, creative form for youth is really important. 
um, we do have some prevalent drug use that goes on in this area. And so it's a deterrent, I believe, uh, and preventative. If people can find a healthy way to express themselves or find some sort of community, um, we not only provide the programming, but community events that people have attended, movie nights in the park and um, uh, different things for some of our um, population that has never been able to uh, have some of this kind of stuff before and exposure. I mean, and another thing is um, we're not very diverse, you know, in terms of race out here. And so one of our one of our programmings this summer is and we offered this last summer as a world tour program. So we're bringing culture and diversity to um, uh, our youth and um, a little bit of education there um, around culture. Tell, tell me a little bit more about that. Can you provide an example of, of uh, what's coming? What, what, what are you bringing into to the area? One of the weeks will be around if uh, Spain or something, and then um, they will do all or art projects um, around that particular country and, um, and language and culture. And so it gets the kids familiar with something that is not here if they're not physically able to travel somewhere. Um, I think they chose um, a tropical location and we're making pink flamingos at the center also. So, um, so they'll choose different countries and then uh, for that particular um, week or two weeks, they will um, provide education around the culture and do art projects centered around the particular country. Yeah, and the, and then some of the, I mean, some of the 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 programming is obviously inspired by what is there. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about leatherworks in a second, but you also, I saw you recently had a Highland cow painting session. Oh uh, right, yeah. So we have um, we have um, a lady, Angel Carpenter, and she does paint parties, and so she. Um, she picks different paintings and uh, those are open to youth and adults and uh, she offers paint parties and she also works with the with youth um, to provide that uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, those are uh, fun, you know, the, the, the wooly squiggly hair. Yes, kind of yes. A... Yeah, she does stuff. So she'll do seasonal things that she'll, you'll see. Um, and people love, uh, people love coming to her classes. And uh, so during the, the uh, Christmas month, she'll do, you know, like a red truck and Christmas tree and, you know, spring, she'll bring some flowers or Easter uh, painting in there. And so um, she's, she's great. She's had wonderful attendance and, um, and the youth absolutely love it too. Yeah. And, and so, so that brings us to leatherworking. Um, so how did that come about? I mean, is, is that, was that somebody asking for it? Do you know, or, I mean, it's because you guys, you got some cowboy culture out there. Yeah, totally, we do. Uh, so we have um, a woman out here, Claire Kerberg, and she is a nationally, possibly internationally recognized leather artist, uh, professional, um, just absolutely amazing that we are able to utilize her and, and she offers um, traditional leather working classes. And so um, out of that, you know, people are making belts, earrings, uh, wallets, purses, and the stuff I've seen come out of there is absolutely amazing. Um, her, uh, some of her uh, leather working has been showcased on New York Fashion Week, so she's at that caliber. Um, oh, that's, so uh, pretty... that's wonderful, and, and 
it's so, I mean, it's great to have all those talents coming in and then to, to, to play with what's already there in terms of interest, in terms of culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's busy all the time, um, uh, with, uh, different classes and workshops she's hosting and yeah, no shortage of people that want to take her classes. And so, um, and we just recently had an art show. We have an annual event, 62 days in Canyon city around the gold rush. And so we had an art show and, uh, people were able to showcase uh, some of the things they made and start selling. Um, there was another woman that was taking some leather working classes and sold, uh, you know, was uh, selling some of her wallets that she made there. So, and they were pretty, you know, like looking at them, pretty amazing. I, I they look professional to me. So, <laughs> it sounds like you guys are doing great work. This is Phil Bussey. It's the nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM. I'm talking with Allison Field, who's development director for Painted Sky Center for the Arts, which is Eastern Oregon out in Canyon City, uh, right adjacent to John Day. And we are gonna take a quick music break and we'll be right back.
This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Ellison Field is the Development Director for Painted Sky Center for the Yards, which provides uh, for youth and for adults uh, classes and uh, a, a gallery setting uh, in Eastern Oregon, a uh, small town of Canyon City, which is adjacent to the small town of, of John Day. Um, I want to just talk a little bit about, let's talk about how you ended up here. So I did a quick little search and you went to OSU. I sure did. <laughs> so uh, you didn't want to stay in a more urban setting. What, what, or what, what, what was it that brought you back to a small town and what, what are some of the charms? So um, I actually came out here in 2004 to, to fight fire and that's where I met my husband. And so um, his family owns a ranch out here and um, which is why um, we actually ended up sticking around. And when I came to Eastern Oregon, I'm actually from Western Washington. Um, I really had no idea where Prairie City was. And um, it was actually coming down um, Dixie Mountain where I saw the beautiful Strawberry Mountains and that valley. It was uh, absolutely pristine. It's gorgeous out here. And so, um, you know, nature is right at your fingertips. And uh, one of the reasons that we have decided to stay, we've been back here since 2012. So um, uh, that's why we love it here. And, and I mean, should we assume that a lot of the artwork that is coming out of that area is inspired by that, that big landscape? Do you see that reflected in the art? Definitely. Yeah, the, there's lots of wildlife. There's um, beautiful uh, landscape in the John Day River. Um, there's lots of different oil painters out here that uh, some do plain air work. Um, and um, it's definitely reflected in the in the artwork. And uh, we have a wide range of folks that um, some do um, sculptures, uh, you know, wildlife and uh, paintings of elk, you'll see that um, pretty frequently around. I mean, that's kind of the, the local favorite. Um, and so, yeah, I would say it's definitely inspiring out here. Yeah, and, and so, so your job is development director, and obviously that's about bringing some funding in. Uh, Miller Foundation, Oregon Community Foundation, I mean, you must be doing your job pretty well. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, we... Um, it's, you know, a lot of work kind of going out to do the fundraising efforts, but it has been um, pretty great seeing the support that we've received through all the different organizations. Um, the Gorge Community Foundation, Eastern Oregon Coordinated Care Organization, RESER, Roundhouse, um, and more. And uh, currently we are um, looking for funding to have a paid executive director because we have our uh, volunteer executive director is Kim Randless right now and so it's just we've had a lot of volunteer hours go in and it's we are at the point of uh, growth and reaching capacity so which is a good thing <laughs> you know so we're ready to expand and um, so that's something that I'm helping with is uh, obtaining funding for um, capacity building. That's exciting um, and, and do you see an interest from the funders specifically in helping develop and support arts uh, in, in the state's more rural areas? I mean, is that, is that part absolutely. of what, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, uh, foundations that have um, been very excited about our mission and what we're doing and how we've grown and been able to sustain 
um, what we have so far. Um, we really started in 2018 with just local donations. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see our operating budget has grown and who we've been able to serve. I mean, right now we're um, currently registered about 55 kids that were uh, serving in our uh, summer programming this summer, and which is, you know, comparative to Portland, um, it's it's a bit different, but out here, that's pretty huge. Sure. I mean, 55 out of 7,100 in the area, that's a huge, yeah. that's, a, that's a, that's actually, you know, that's a, that's a large percentage. And to offer, you know, and and thanks thanks to these funders and our donations to be able to scholarship our kids. And um, you know, like I said, we have one of we are one of the highest poverty stricken counties in the state. And so this is really big um, to be able to offer our summer programming for free. And so we received through um, the Oregon ESD, the uh, Oregon Summer Community Grant, and we received about received about one hundred eighty thousand uh, dollars for our summer programming this year. So that has been huge, fantastic. We were able to hire a program coordinator um, and um, able to uh, partner with some other local organizations to make a very good, robust summer programming for the kids and uh, some other free summer events as well. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, as as you've 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 mentioned, your uh, the organization's four years old. <clears throat> uh, two years in, uh, the endeavor, the pandemic hits, and and that that had to obviously that was a challenge to to navigate. How did how did you deal? And you're in a county that is uh, has has a, a smaller population, so the pandemic probably had a different feel to it. It did. It did. It still affected us. And um, with Painted Sky, we did have to close for a period of time. There was, um, you know, times where we couldn't offer classes and had to make uh, the smart decision to, to shut down for a bit. And um, with, you know, some, some funding from, uh, you know, uh, different organizations that really helped supplement some of that, um, some of our income that was lost due to that, and we were able to keep going and navigate that. Um, it was a challenge, but we were able to, I mean, thankfully, uh, persevere and continue to grow after that as well. Well, it's just, it is really wonderful to see what you all have done uh, out there in Canyon City. And thank you, Allison, for taking the time to talk with us. You bet. I'm really happy about uh, where we're at. And thank you for having me. Allison Field is Development Director for Painted Sky Center for the Arts. If you are out in the, the Painted Hills or John Day, Canyon City, do stop by. It is remarkable the work you're doing. And this has been the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. You don't have to paint me a picture See that you don't love me No, you never loved me at all You've been out with other fellas You think that I don't know Well, you don't have to pin a rose on me Cause I knew it long ago I have tried to make excuses For the things you do I've tried to be fair in every way It's no you haven't been untrue it's over now so i'll be on my way i don't need a fortune 
Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.